Welcome to Conversations with Dr. K on the believer's response to life's toughest issues. Praise hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is November 2020. What a year. What a year. It's a year loaded with so many things. It's loaded with the goodness and the mercies of God. If it has not been the Lord on your side, you would have been swallowed. You would have been forgotten about. But God is good and His mercies and things forever. Can, can you join me in praising the Lord right now? Lord, we praise you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we praise you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Welcome to November Revival. It's a joy to have you in the house connected from wherever you're connected. Pastor Jerry is already in the studio. I'm going to be bringing him now. Uh, we have some, some, some amazing things we're dealing with this month. This month. Pastor Jerry, how are you doing? Very well. Good evening, man of God. So good to see you. So good to see you. You know, you said something which was very, very powerful. And from what you said, I can deduce this. There's a difference between having a passion for prayer and having a spiritual intelligence. Yes, yes. Effectively. So somebody Absolutely. can imagine where prayer is concerned, and yet it's misfiring because it's without the necessary spiritual intelligence. Can you... Can you uh, I mean, it on that, please? You know, yet today I just felt in my spirit and I said, oh, I wish uh, Pastor K will even tell me, let's even talk about prayer the next time we're going to do this meeting because this is where a lot of people, people are just praying, but they, they, they I am concerned because this is the kind of, these, I'm in a prayer ministry, so oftentimes you hear people say, I'm tired, I'm not praying again, I prayed, Pastor, why am I not being answered? What's going on? You know, and all that. So oftentimes people do not even realize that the kind of prayer you're praying can never generate results. In fact, if anything at all, it comes up to heaven like noise. It comes up to heaven like noise. There is so much noise that you are making. And so there are too many things, determinants that shift that makes prayer very, very efficacious. And uh, 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 talking about spiritual intelligence, I want to put it in this balance by calling it revelational prayers. So you have a lot of God's people who are just making prayers on top of their head and they're praying prayers in themselves are not revelational. Their prayers in themselves are not revelational. So what exactly? So a, a man, we, and, and this is one of the things I'm going to share on Sunday, and I'm going to be telling my people, a man of the spirit does not pray from his circumstance. We don't pray from our circumstance, but unfortunately, this is what we pray. We understand that we might be in a condition, but we don't pray from our condition. We pray from our revelation. So it is only when your revelation enters your condition that there will be a shift, not when your condition enters your revelation. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? So you cannot carry, oh God, this is the way I feel. God, this is the way I feel. God, this is the way I feel. Unfortunately, I'm afraid to say that God is not moved by the way you feel. He moves, he is moved by the revelation that you have concerning him about that situation. And so this is the reason why we can see a Paul and Silas who were in the prison. And the Bible says they prayed, they prayed. And what is prayer? Very simple, communion with God. They spoke to God and God spoke to them. They switched into praises right there in the prison. Some people think it is just religious, you know, religion. You know, when you finish praying, now start singing. That is not exactly what happened. These guys prayed, that is, they spoke to God and God spoke back to them. And so their next dimension was going to be praise. Because this is what a lot of people, when you don't have revelation um, of entering into a dimension of praise, and then they start praising and say, ah, once you finish, just praise, start praising, start praising, start praising. The praise of Paul and Silas was as a result of a revelation. Because if prayer is what it is, which is speaking to God and God speaking to you, there was a reason why, the, and that was why we now saw the outcome that we saw. So the reason why a lot of people are not getting answers is because we are not making revelation of prayers. Unfortunately, I just have to say this. A lot of God's people are making religious prayers. Prayers that are not driven by the Spirit. Prayers not driven by the overflow of God in the inside of them. So you find out that on top of our head, we know the scriptures. Oh, when you want to pray for this, look at the scriptures you're going to use and all of that. And But then again, we understand that in the, play, in the realm of the Spirit, there are interplay of you know, issues, interplay of factors and all that. So sometimes I will be having headache I have headache and then I go to pick up healing scriptures and I want to speak to the headache to leave. Unfortunately for me, what is wrong with me is not the healing scripture that I have just brought out right now because there have been interplays in the realm of the spirit. All God might just be speaking right now is just to speak for you to speak to an issue, just, just something about an issue happening in your environment you need to speak to. It has nothing to do with your health, but your health is only symptomatic of what is happening in your environment. And so you don't address what is happening in the environment. You're speaking healing to yourself. You know what usually happens? The healing, when you speak the healing scriptures to your health, you're going to be fine because God's word must be fulfilled. You're going to be fine, but you've not addressed what is in the environment. And what is the environment is also going to precipitate another crisis for you. You fall ill again and you're asking yourself, ah, but I prayed and I got healed. Why did he come back? You've not addressed the major issue. So in the realm of the spirit, they're interplay. So sometimes it's not like, oh, God, pastor, but I spoke the word. Is the word powerful in your own mouth, pastor? And it's not powerful in my own mouth and all that. That's not true because you've not quoted the right thing you should do in order to take care of what has happened. And I also want every man of prayer, there is a mindset for prayer. A mindset for prayer is not a mindset that I am the one laboring to bring these miracles. A mindset of prayers is releasing your utterances and your oracles to the one who knows the word to put in your mouth in order to shift circumstances. And so this happens to a lot of very spiritual people. They come in the place of prayer and they go like, mm, mm, you know, I'm going to, and you, they, 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 they obviously make it believe, make themselves believe that it is as a reason, reason of, yeah, mm, how much of, um, you know, power I'm going to put into this thing and all that. As much as there is a place for you to um, have importunity in prayer, but none of your physical energy can generate the result. 
And so that is why when we get in the place of prayer, we speak in the Holy Ghost. As we speak in the Holy Ghost, he, he causes an outburst to rise from our inner man. And the outburst gives us utterances. He gives us oracles and all of that. And this is what somebody said, called me today and he was like, oh, pastor, remember what you prayed this morning when you were praying about uh, so, so, and so. And I, and I said, I don't remember. He said, ah, pastor, how can't you remember? And all that. I said, I wasn't, my understanding was very unfruitful. And this is what happens in the place of prayer. You can't and want to reason out something when you are trusting your, his oracles to flow through you this is why we have unanswered prayers because you the words were your own the utterances were your own everything were your own and all of that and the last time i checked you cannot shift anything so he knows what to put in your spirit. So when, when you just speak, you know, ah, and then by the time you, and all of this is are coming from the place of prayer. And most importantly, man of God, the prayers, a lot of people's prayers will never be answered. And I dare to say can never be answered because they are, some of them are carrying, uh, and this is the way I usually put it. Some of them are carrying, um, um, you know how it is, uh, uh, for, for want of a better word to put now, let me call it. Some of them are carrying um, a skyscraper destiny. Skyscraper destiny. Like this is who you are. And you are you are generating power with what Nigerians will call, I pass my neighbor generator. You know, I pass my neighbor generator. So your power level is I pass my neighbor generator. Meanwhile, your life. Your prayer is skyscraper. What you desire is a skyscraper. Um, where you want God to take you to is a skyscraper. But you see, you do not generate power at the point of petition. Now, nobody generates power at the point of petition. So a lot of God's people want to see the power of God when they come in the place of petition. No. Now, power for a man of the Spirit is generated in the place of fellowship. Fellowship. So the kind of prayer we make in fellowship is not the kind of prayer we make when we petition. And this is the reason why a lot of petitions Jesus did in the public were very short but yet had answers. It was miraculous. But fellowship for Jesus happened in the night. And this was where power was generated in the night. And then he shows up when it was time to petition. He says simple words, Father, I know that thou hearest me. But because of this multitude and all that, so that they will know you are the one that sent me. Lazarus, comfort. It does not end it. You mean it just ended? If there is a tendency for you to pray too long on situations in the public, there is there is a probability that you do not have a form of fellowship because a man who has fellowship gives orders in the public. When it is you, do, because you know that I'm, I'm not, I'm not struggling to be who I'm not because I'm carrying the power potential. I'm, I mean, it's it's a resident, and I'm not scared of nothing because there's power here. There's power here, and that is one of the. I mean, somebody, um, someone had, had had called me, and then he said something, um, like, "Oh, pastor, pastor, somebody is dying. The person is dying. The person is dying. The person is choking and all that." And I was just about to sleep in the night. It was about time for me to sleep in the night, and I just said. I was just feeling very sleepy, you know, so that I could wake up and do my midnight prayers. I said, you know what? The person is fine. He's not going to die. He said, Pastor, please pray. I say, I've prayed. As I'm talking to you now, I've prayed. He's fine. Nobody's going to die. He said, Pastor, he's got... Everybody was shouting. Hey, hey. I say, can you tell them to come down? Pastor Jerry said, everybody should come down. And then they all kept quiet. I say, 
listen, nothing is going to happen, okay? Be relaxed, nothing is going to happen. Not this guy will not die. Say, if anybody shouts again, something will happen. But if you promise me, nobody's going to shout, nobody's going to cry, everybody's going to be fine. And this was it, man of God. And the guy actually, one minute after I said this, it wasn't even up to one minute, they said almost at the same time, and all that. And the guy came back to life. Listen, man of God, not, we cannot generate the power we generate in fellowship and come to the manifestation of the power and become mechanical. So if I have to mechanize the power, if I have to mechanize the power, if I have to add drama to what Jesus has already done, unfortunately, sir, uh, somebody may need to be asking me, you know, it is the lack of power we don't have that we try to make up with drama. So when there is no power, there is a lot of drama. Ah, we add drama here, we add drama here, just to make up what we don't have. So I, I very well think that that's exactly what God is saying to his people. So I could go on and on, you know, if you talk about prayer, you've just spoken to me and all that. So I, 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 the next edition is going to be about the spirit of prayer. By the way, let uh -huh. me ask, have you written a book on prayer? Okay, so... I have written a book on prayer, man of God. So this is what happens that every now and then I, I say to myself, okay, I'm bringing out this book on prayer right now. Whoa. As you were talking, I saw into the realm of the spirit and I, I saw you already have materials gathered. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of them. A lot of them. Yes, unpublished materials. A lot of, a lot of them. I mean, prayer is something I live on. I mean, I, okay, so this is um, over 10 years of my life. And I say this with all humility under God. I do not remember any night, over 10 years of my life, I do not remember any night that I slept through the night and I woke up in the morning, over 10 years of my life. So I have led a life of prayer and intercession all through this 10, over 10 years. Why am I saying 10 years? Very well more than that. And so sometimes people see, think that there are people, oh, great, there's a Pastor Jerry now, you know, that is doing a, this. So to them, they feel like it's, ah, it's an image. God just raised a man and all that. In the realm of the spirit, in the works of God, God does not do emergency pronouncement. God does not do anything that is emergency. Oh, all of a sudden from nowhere, boom, some God just announces a man from nowhere. God just, boom, someone just comes and no, God doesn't do that. So most of the people you see have undergone a journey with God. Undergone a journey. So I built a whole lot in the sacred place. I built a whole lot with God. I built a whole lot with where I'm coming from. And this is what has led to who I am now and what is going on. And so um, so I was trying to say that over 10 years of my life, I've led a life of praying in the night. You know, I've, I've led a life of praying in the night. And um, and it came from, um, prior to now, it came from a place where I, uh, like Jesus, I, I wanted to be praying in the night. But right now, as a busy person, I'm telling myself, whoa, this is exactly what it is. You know, you know, this is this is what works for me and all that. And there, there's nothing like, I don't know how to say, you see, I could go on and on. So I just too many things about prayer. I just I just hitting my spirit back to back mm -hmm. and all that. So you know, as you were talking, I there was there were a few things that picked up in my spirit. You know, Nigeria mm -hmm. we are regarded as a praying nation. But yes. you know, one of the things that has become so obvious is mm -hmm. the understanding, or should I say the revelation where prayer is concerned, is low. Mm -hmm. There is a passion yes. for prayer, but yes, sir. And you know, talking about the supernatural, the fuel of the supernatural. Is our fellowship, and you know, you That's said something right. very powerful fellowship mm. is petition. 
Yes. A lot of people want to yes. jump into petition and they have no mm. foundation fellowship. It's like yes. just trying to believe God to get something mm. done. But there's such a thing as, I mean, I, I remembered a while, I mean, was it a couple of years, three years ago, I was driving and a, a member of a church here in Chicago called and she was literally panicking on the phone and I'm like, what's going on? My baby, my baby, what's wrong with your baby? Apparently the baby just passed, just died in the hospital. And I was in, on the highway, I was the one driving, there was no other person with me in the car. So something needed to be done right there. And I didn't have time for 10, 15, 20 minutes of prayer. Something needed to be done right there. So I say, in the name of Jesus, I said, come now, first of all, I said, stop the anxiety. Your baby is fine. So I say, in the name of Jesus, I command the child to come back to life. And right there, within two minutes, you know, all the, you know, you know, you know, America, everything set up, the gadgets people are running up and down, the doctors are running up and down, code blue, everything. And all of a sudden, they just saw all the readings just went up. Whew! So by the time the consultant walked into the hospital, walked into the room, he was like, why did you call code blue? Nothing is wrong with the baby. And everybody was in confusion. Apart from the lady who knew what she has done. She yes. made up me, and I say in the name of Jesus right there. Now, but the reason why I could say it right there and the power could be transmitted immediately was because there was a depth of fellowship which was already established, which gave me the right on the audacity to pull out of the you know, of course, it was a combination of a Zuzia and Dunamis, but that Dunamis had been in place. It was just it's like you already have the money in your bank account and the checkbook. Anytime you need the money, you write the check. That's, That's right. You write the check and withdraw mm -hmm. the money, which is in the account. But if there's no money in the account, your check will bounce. Bounce. Ah, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, this is profound, man of God. And that's and this is the reason why there a lot of prayers are bouncing. There's a lot of bad people are boom, boom. You just prayed and you just prayed. You just and these are times where I see people make excuses for God. Mm, you know, your time has not yet come. Mm, you know what God, God is taking you through a process, you know, and all that. Go, mm, and, and don't make excuses for God. You know, God is not someone you can make it. Why is it that we have more persons making excuses for God than we're seeing changes in the lives of people? You know, and so the thing is also, man of God. One major thing about, you know, like the dunamis we're speaking about, you know, the reason why we need to stay in the place of fellowship with God so that a generation, you know, we can carry the dunamis for a generation, for want of a better word to put it, not just a dunamis for yourself, that to change things in your family or change things around you. And that is not the calling of a believer. If not, then the calling of a believer is the most selfish of them all. The calling of a believer is to make sure you affect, if you have not become affective, if you've not, no matter who you are, you got born again today, you got born again two weeks ago, and all that, and your life has not transcended to the place where you are affecting somebody else, you are speaking a word and somebody's situation is changing. No, sir, you are not born again. I'm afraid to say you are not born again. You just became a spiritist, you know, and I want you to realize that it is important that until that happens, and that's what God is saying to a lot of believers right now, we need to understand the more we generate power, the more we generate power, the more you have the capacity to change something happening in your brother's life, to change something happening in your husband's life, to change something happening in your wife's life, and all that, because that is what it is. 
So this is exactly what the um, seven um, uh, sons of Skiba uh, tried to do. And they didn't have the dunamis to make it happen. Mm -hmm. They tried to rest on a certain exousia. At least they were they were they were courageous enough. They were authoritative enough to just go and order, and then they go boo boo boo. And this is what a lot of believers, a lot of pastors, a lot of Christians are. They can come out and just act like boo 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 boo. They have the baritone. They have the distinct. But there's no dunami. I say, you know, years ago, man of God, and I'm gonna share this. So one of the few times I I started um um seeing seeing. So it, it, they were. They were things i passionately asked god for for years and which i never got until i started getting them one of them was hearing from god and having vision eyes i prayed i in fact i remember saying to god when many years you know as a little child who was growing i said god the day you will talk to me i will lie down for you to match on me i cried for the voice. i knew that i wanted to hear the authentic because i just people just come god told me god told me god told me in my mind i child would just tell myself this one doesn't sound like god god i want you to just speak to me and so one of the days I was praying, so then my eyes just got opened by the Lord. So I was just praying and I was just praying seriously. The more I prayed, the more I, the Lord opened my eyes and I saw a foul spirit. I saw a demon, you know, and the more I was praying, the more the demon was dancing. So the demon was dancing at my prayer. So my prayer was like music for the demon. You know, so and I prayed the more, the more the demon danced and I prayed the more, the more the demon danced. You know, I opened my eyes and I was too sure that there was nobody around. So I closed my eyes again. I started praying again. The demon started dancing more vigorously. I just stopped the prayer. I said, the prayer is over. And then I started walking back and I started going back from where I was praying, making the prayer. I remember I was going to the market that day and I just kept saying to myself, why would I be praying and the demon you know, will be you know, dancing at my prayer? And that was the day the Lord said to me, when a believer does not have power on his inner man, when you pray, demons literally mock your prayers, literally jeer at your prayers, literally, they literally make a mess of what you're saying. So some people think they are praying, but they don't know that they are playing music for the demons to be, to be dancing. And it is an error for a blood begotten believer to get to a point where you're speaking and yet the demon. Now it's interesting. I know it's in the old covenant, but the Bible says, and Joshua the high priest came, and then there was, a, I mean, Satan was standing beside. What gave you the God? Who gave you the God? And the Bible said something very important that it was because of the garment he was wearing. Because of the garment he was wearing. So when we wear garment of lack of fellowship with God, there are things that we attract. And 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 the Spirit of God just spoke to me, you know, um, a few hours ago. And then he said to me, if you look at the life of Paul and Silas, the keeper, the jailer, the one that kept them where they were, kept them used one one major instrument against them away from all the instruments the jailer used one instrument he used was darkness because it was actually when paul spoke and say ah we are all here we are all here that the bible said that he rushed to get light and to go on so he put them there and caused them to be in darkness and so there are some of us and some believers who need to understand that the light of God's word, the light of power, the light, the dunamis need to come strong in our hearts so that circumstances can shift. And they are not gotten in the place where everybody is watching you. They are not got. Every man who shifts circumstances genuinely in the public has a private room of prayer where no one, all he just does, and a day's all we do is just to groan.
There are days all God does just does is just to give you a burden. There are days all, all, all God just does. I mean, He takes you from one encounter to another. There are days all He just. I, I mean, I don't know how to describe the things that happen for a man in the secret place. I, I mean, there are transfigurations. There is a becoming. There is a becoming. And this is one thing I was going to say. I, I like the way the Holy Spirit is leading us. A lot of people think that ministry or maybe being born again is about using the name of Jesus or the blood of Jesus as a mantra, you know, or using it as, um, for want of a, a, a better word to put you, using it as, um, uh, um, uh, I don't know what, uh, uh, what can I call it now, you know, this, um, uh, the things that magicians use, uh, yes. Um, a talisman, talisman, talisman. So they want to use it as a talisman. So they want to, you want, even people try to use prayer as a talisman. You know, I want to, once I just do this thing now, this thing will work. Once I just do this thing, whether it is prayer, whether it's the name of Jesus, whether it's the blood of Jesus, it is not a talisman. They are still making one singular mandate and they are still mandating you to do something that is become. Whether it's the blood of Jesus, whether it's the, and the first thing the blood of Jesus does is that it redeems you a becoming. It positions you a becoming. It gives you power a becoming. Everything a becoming a becoming. But people don't want to become. They just want to use it. Let me use it. Hear me plead the blood. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead. Unfortunately, if you like, finish a trailer load of the blood or finish a tank of the blood as you are busy pleading it up and down. If you like, as you are pleading without becoming, the first thing that you need to ask yourself is that before I plead whatever I am pleading, this blood, have I become by reason of the blood? Have, is there a becoming by reason of the blood? Not is there a talisman in my hand? But because that's the way we grew up. We grew up in what just shout the blood of Jesus. Shout the blood of the person that is shouting the blood of Jesus. And does he know what the blood has done for him? Has become one with the blood. So you find out that we don't know that. And a lot of God's people don't know that. I'm just the blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. Even the way you are pleading the blood, blood, blood of Jesus. If you really know what the blood of Jesus is, you will not be pleading it that way. You will not be pleading because even the way you are pleading it, even the blood knows that you don't know what you are pleading. Because they, when you have become, they think the blood of Jesus is for a becoming. It is not for talisman purposes. I just well, I just bleed the blood here. I just touch the blood here. I spray the blood here. I do this blood. No, that is not it. I do not think that that is the first thing that the blood of Jesus is for. Whether we are representing it prophetically, you know, by spraying it around our house, or whether we are doing it, but most importantly, is have I become? Have I become? Is there a becoming first? Is there a becoming? This is the reason why some people will take communion. And as they are taking communion, they are actually taking the blood of Jesus. And as other people are taking it, they are actually drinking Ribena. Or they are actually drink, taking ordinary wine. You know why? Because there is no becoming. Do you understand? What changes what you are drinking is who you are. It is not what you are drinking that because I'm just drinking this thing as I drink it now, it has become the blood of... No, 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 no. What changes it is who I am. It's my faith. It's my status. It is, it is my understanding. It's my identity in Christ. Mm. And so when I pick up the 
this thing. Who I am affects what is in the cup. And then I understand that as I'm taking, I'm taking it. So it's not what is in the cup that is affecting me. If it is what is in the cup that is affecting me, that means what I am drinking, what I have in my hand is a talisman. It is a, it's all these things that magicians used to give you. So that I drop it here, drop it here, drop it here, drop it here. But it is not magical. Let me say this for a people that who really want to be, I love this meeting we're doing, man of God. For a people who are hungry more of the supernatural until we realize that that grace made it happen that the mercy of god gave you a chance does not necessarily mean that it is a way to live mm -hmm. so because there are some people who got one of miracles by reason of the wrong things that you did that god put a blind eye on and just said no let me just help you out of this even though i know you're making a mistake let me just and then you just probably feel oh that means that he has validated my mistakes that is not what it is that is not what it is and that's exactly the same thing that god is saying to us and saying to people under the sound of our voice this morning so once there's a becoming and that's the same thing about prayer when there's a becoming it's no longer about and and I think that we need to come to this, and, and that's the very um, hard truth I'm about to tell right now. You know, if there is a need, a serious need to pray when you are in their circumstances, I'm afraid to say you are a God user. You are using God. When there is a need, when you find a need, oh, there's hunger to pray more because you're in a dead circumstance. No, sir. You know, let's, I mean, the hunger for prayer is first of all, that is why it is not a hunger to have my needs met. It is a hunger to be with you. So when I understand prayer from the place of I need to be with God, I need and I just need there, there are not dimensions to assess. There's more of God to see. There, there's this glory to embrace. And I'm seeing it from that perspective. You find out that I will not have no needs. I will have no needs because every time I come out, the newer me settles some issues around me. But if it is to just um, use God and do this thing. And, and, and I want to say it also for men of God and women of God, you know, and uh, let it be that our sincere desire is that like the scriptures will say that he called them first of all to be with him. Let it be that our sincere desire is to be with him. Lord, even if you take the microphone from us and chase us down from the pulpit, ah, I will be with you. I love being with you. I just love being with you. Just the same way I'm talking to you, Pastor K, and all of that. I look forward to this um, meeting every now and then. Friday and Saturday, we just sit down, we're talking, and we're just communing. If this is the only thing I do just to commune, it is absolutely very profound. It is, uh, and can our hunger get to that point where we say, Lord, even if it's if to sit down, but if the hunger for the pulpit and the microphone is much more profound than the hunger to stay with him where eyes cannot see, where eyes cannot see, you know, what takes sleep from my eyes, the microphone or my communion with him? What is one thing that takes sleep from my eyes? Is it is it my hunger to be with him? It just 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 makes you lose sleep because I I, I can't I don't know I don't know and I don't for want of a better person to use as an example you know people have their times you know my time is busy around the clock but I don't know what will make me close my eye all through the night and no matter how tired I am man of God at the appropriate time my eye just opens pia 
it is time to be with the Lord. And being with him can, oh yes, he takes sleep away from my eyes. I don't want to miss the next direction. Most times when people see that God has raised a man, it is not necessarily, oh, that guy is just favored. His own is just favored. He's just, no, 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 no. You are, you are misunderstanding the things of the spirit. You're making God look like he doesn't have order. You're making God look like he doesn't understand his own rules and his own diet. Most of these things are spiritual sensitivities developed over time that a person keyed into and was able to maximize. But when you see people who just think that things just happen for happening's sake, uh, most of the time, I think they, they just may have hit the wrong button, as it were. And so that's essentially what I think that God is saying for now. Yeah. This, you know, you know, one one thing I like about the, the conversation we have in this in this monthly program is that there's so much, there's so much, there's so much. You know, I, you know, while talking, you said something, or should I say, I deduced this from what you said. The problem we have is mostly religion. Yes. As powerful as prayer is, as powerful as the name of Jesus is as powerful as the blood of Jesus is, until we come to a place of fellowship. Because what we call revelation, revelation is a product of fellowship. Yes, yes. I mean, people, I mean, anyone that commits to fellowship will be a man mm -hmm. of revelation. I've never met somebody who dwells in fellowship, who, who, who mm -hmm. prioritizes fellowship and is not full of revelation. It's only yes. that. But, but the problem is, a lot of times, our engagement is religious in nature and mm -hmm. not communal in nature. You know, yes, yes. we come to go with a, a, a mindset that this mm -hmm. is the way we do it. And we present mm -hmm. our protocol, which is not necessarily aligned with everyone's protocol. And right. we have such mindsets, there's a blockage and there's no connection. And because there's no connection, that two-way communication is not there because for sure. prayer to prayer is not just you talking. I said this. I said people that really pray will tell you God speaks to them more than they speak to God. Because, True. You know, you know, the reason why you are still busy looking at your watch is because you are doing religion of prayer. When you get into, into real prayer, which is based on fellowship, God mm -hmm. takes over, is pouring so much into you that you cross from time to eternity. And <laughs> you've been there for four hours and it feels like I've only been there for four minutes because it was, you was that you cross from time to eternity because you are in communication with God who dwells in eternity and mm -hmm. it took you from time to eternity. That time literally melted in his presence. <laughs> Make with us today, make it happen. And that, you know, when, you know, you know, one of the things that grieves me is when I see a minister of the gospel that begin to excuse himself away from the supernatural based on calling. Say, oh, you know, I'm a teacher. I teach on leadership. Now, I don't care what you are called to do. In fact, you don't need to be a preacher. You only need to be a child of God. There is dynamic reservoir for every child of God. Jesus came out of the dead, and he says, every power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me and what was he That's doing right. he was handing over to the church and said now is for you to use i got this for you 
But the church must understand the protocol behind power, which is all about fellowship. And you know, when you're into fellowship, you come into a place of revelation, you be prepared. There'll be, you know, amazing things are being shared. You know, the plan is to dwell on the blood of Jesus, which we have touched. Of course, tomorrow we have more time for the blood of Jesus. But, but, but I believe something is happening to people yes. all over yes. the world. Yes. They are listening to this. The eyes of the understanding are being enlightened. You know, I said something at the mm. beginning of the program concerning Nigerian. Nigerians having passion for prayer, but mm. most are not spiritually intelligent as where prayer mm. is. It's more of screaming and yelling and shouting, yes. not tuning. Mm. There's an intelligent communication that prayer mm. ought to be all about, and that's what helps mm. you to draw the virtue. Mm. When Jesus would go and spend time with his father in prayer, it was no work, he was just communing. And when he comes out to make petition, the petition is based on a foundation of communion. You know, the, it, something must happen because there's something already in the account. From an account that is depleted. That's a problem. A lot of people are trying to withdraw from an account that is depleted on a Sunday morning and they are wondering why nothing is happening. Because your fellowship oh. is low. Because your fellowship is low. Dunamis is always slow. And what, we, what do we do? We end up blaming it on the movement of God. You know, it's as the spirit resulting deep of the spirit. Could it be that the spirit wants to move, but you are the one that is not moving. You are the one that is detached and, you know, you are detached from the, what the spirit is doing. And it's like, you yes. know, you know, I give word of knowledge once in a while, maybe once in two months as the spirit moves. Now, the spirit, the spirit is moving, the spirit is willing, but the question is, are you invested? For example, concerning what is happening in America now, everybody around me will tell you that, I said it last week, I was praying, and I wanted to know, I said, Lord, election is coming, what's happening? I know a lot of people have been prophesying, but, you know, I don't get carried away, I've been around long enough. To know that there can be emotional prophecy and yes I love this election will you tell me who do i vote for what do i do and it kept quiet and it missed anything and after a while he said there will be there will be surprises and that's all he said so i told people i said the only thing god told me he didn't tell me who to vote for he didn't tell me who win he said expect a lot of surprises and that i've been in america for 21 years there's never been an election like this there's a shift. And everyone knows about that shift. And God says, there will be surprises. There will be surprises. I know some believers are wounded. Some believers are concerned. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump did not die for, for the body of Christ. Donald Trump is not the champion of the body of Christ. Jesus I totally agree. of his body. Because what has happened is that there are people that put more faith in Donald Trump even more than Jesus. Could it be that Donald Trump has concluded his four years, his assignment is done, and you are still, you see what, in fact, if, maybe if the man comes back, it will be an issue. And there we have, yes. like, go ahead. You know, I, I, and, and, and talking about American elections, and, and on top of my head, I'm just asking myself, um, did God tell them, is it God that told them that it was meant to be Donald Trump? That Donald Trump has to come back as the president too? Why, and you said Donald Trump is antichrist. 
you know, like, um, sorry, um, that um, the Joe Biden and all of that and his group are the Antichrist or they are going to usher in the Antichrist and all that. Shouldn't a believer be happy that let the Antichrist just kukuma, just uh, do a star manifest so that we can go to heaven already? Do you know, why are we scared that about the Antichrist? The Antichrist is coming, Antichrist is coming. Let, the, let them put everything in. Are you not tired of this earth? Are you not tired? Like, even so, come, Lord Jesus Christ, let us go to heaven. So in heaven, you don't want to go. Antichrist, you don't want to see anyone that there. And it is absolute lack of biblical ignorance when you begin to say things about ah, hey, the Antichrist, they are this one and the other one. You don't have, you don't know Bible, you don't have Bible sense. Because when you have Bible sense, you know, understand that the manifestation of the man of sin, that the Antichrist is definitely going to happen. The fullness of the manifestation is after believers live here. Yeah. you know so let everyone that is going to set things in motion set the thing in motion i like it just in case joe biden is setting the thing in motion for the and they set it in motion please so that we can go to heaven as early as possible and yeah. so because the bible say any man that has this hope in himself purifies himself even as he is pure so let's not every time we talk about this we get fidgety and all of that exactly what can he do exactly what can he do promote laws that are anti-scriptures and all of that was is that not in the bible didn't spirit didn't the scriptures talk about it why do we want peace 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 and, and now the best of the church was never seen until there was persecution the best of the church was never seen until there. so sometimes when we believe that we are too comfortable some people may not their prayer lives will not be provoked to the next level until america will say right now everywhere now everybody in every corner and all that everybody let us say uh, legalize sodomy everywhere and uh, this one is just this city that has uh, agreed and all that it's going to be everybody in every city in every and all and by the time believers will now stand up and say yes oh let us pray let us pray our children will not be like and so whatever is the will of god let it be done nobody should feel like god god has put us by the corner or donald trump and all that it's okay to design that Donald Trump should have uh, been the one to win and all I never had one desire of anyone anyways you know and all that so but and, and I also think that um, in all of these things we must be careful so that we don't uh, validate and write what God did not write and all that so I would rather stop at that because I don't there are things I don't like um, to overstretch on but mm -hmm. I just want us to know that it is not enough to speak about political leadership as it were let us look at how political leadership affects the behavior of Christians and all that there are things that we cannot validate by behavior which we should not validate by prophecy hmm. that's that's so powerful that's so powerful you know the the the, the bottom line concerning what myself and pastor jerry have been saying today is this now i'm going to read romans 3 25 it says whom god set forth as appropriation by his blood true faith by his blood true faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance god has passed over the sins that were previously committed but the point i want to make i want to, I want to make here is, is that god sets him forth as a population by his blood true mm. faith. so now the 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 inappropriate use of that blood is whenever faith is not involved there's an inappropriate use of that blood because yeah. it's, it's, it's by his blood true faith and until mm. there's a revelation 
And that's what this weekend is all about. Until there's a revelation where the blood of Jesus is concerned, what's going to happen? There's going to be an abuse of the blood. There's going yes. to be use of the blood. There's going to yes. be ignorant use of the blood. There's mm. going to be a manner of dysfunctional expression and manifestation in the name of the blood of Jesus. In fact, after a while, people will confuse you with a, with a herbalist because, I mean, you are not different. Yes. <laughs> True. <laughs> you are not different because you don't have a revelation. And that's why what we're going to be doing tomorrow is so important. Tomorrow, by God's grace, God is going to be helping us from Genesis all the way to Revelation. We're going to be looking mm -hmm. at I talk about the blood of Jesus. In fact, True. you know, in Genesis chapter 9, verse 4, we see God literally instructing man that, you know, when it comes to the blood, don't touch it. Don't don't hit it because the life is in the blood. You know, that's right. when in, in Genesis chapter, that's Genesis chapter 9, verse 4. And in Genesis chapter 4, verse 10, we see how the voice, how, how, the, vo how the blood of a man, you know, spoke. So there is voice, I mean, there, there's voice to blood. I mean, but thank God, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24, talks about the blood of Jesus that speaks better things. And, you know, and Hebrews also talks about we have come to the blood of the sprinkling. You know, so much, so much. Look at the children of Israel, you know, just by the application of the blood on their doorposts. And we're not talking about the blood of Jesus, we're talking about the blood of animal. They were preserved. They were in Goshen, which is in the, in the geographical vicinity of egypt it was inside egypt and yet there was not a single thing in terms of plagues that touch the rest of egypt that touch Goshen. that is how powerful you, you will be when you have an irrevelation of the blood for example all this covid 19 people being scared oh i'm going to get infected it's because people are shot on revelation we're not saying covid 19 is not real but there's something more real than covid 19 the blood of Jesus, and when you now have a revelation on that blood and what it represents and what it means, you are not just using it religiously. I play the blood. You know, Pastor Jerry, it got to a point in there, was in the late 90s, when I heard the term, the phrase I play the blood, I, it was disgusting to me. Because true, true. people say the blood of Jesus in fear. The blood yes. that is used by faith now become an expression of fear. Whenever I get the, blood, right. the blood of mm -hmm. Jesus, oh, the blood. I mean, I'm like, that's an abuse of the blood. Something that you're that's supposed right. to be doctrine with authority, with boldness, with audacity in faith to, to see changes. All of a sudden, that becomes something you express when you are afraid. No. And that's what religion does. It twists around an expression of faith, an expression of fear. That whenever people hear you say, they know something has happened. That's that because that's every time you have about blood of Jesus. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, religion is a terrible thing. I tell people, for example, there's in the body of Christ that I mean, several years ago, the Lord of my eyes said, This faith is not is not biblically right. Somebody mm. was in church. So you called him. Uh, brother Ruben, you are not in church yesterday. What happened? He said, oh, I did come to church because I was very, very strong. I mean, we... <laughs> oh, my God. And because of our religious mind, oh, you already interpreted. Oh, that means you will see. Can you now see? Now, all of a sudden, strong, the new definition of strong is thick. That is not a confession. It is not. The religion we say when he say I'm very strong, he's trying not to mm. do it. But the new mm. word for sick is now strong. 
Because strong means sick. Even the person that is wearing it interprets it as sick. And that's, that's just right. a of how we have watered down the supernatural over the years in the body of Christ in the spirit of religion. You know, True. Jesus said you have made God's word of no effect. Of no effect. We have common mm. tradition in the body of Christ. Oh, that's, mm. that's what we've always done. But you don't even know why you do it. And one of the traditions, the use of the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. You don't you know nothing about it. You've never studied it. You don't know what it represents. You don't know how to apply it by faith. Hey, lekea sotabakata akata. which was so powerful. Somebody is drinking the and is drinking ribena or whatever you're using for communion, and the blood is literally activated. The blood, the everlasting. The blood of the, the, the blood of the everlasting covenant is literally activated to fight for him, and things are happening. Someone else is drinking it, and it's just it's just wine, it's just rabbina, it's just orange juice. Why? There's no revelation. It's just communion. I mean, I remember growing up in my parents' church in the late late eighties. I mean, the pastor every communion time was in time to get scared. The man with if you are not strong, better don't take it. it. <laughs> that, 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 that was the religion a lot of us carry in our mind. And what is so powerful that is supposed to change our lives, we've not been able to make the most of it. One of the things we're going to do tomorrow is that after the after the, the conversation tomorrow, we're going to have a communion. By God's grace, we're going to have a communion. Okay. There will be new lights concerning that's right. Pray the, the blood of Jesus, how to draw the bloodline around your household mm. Mm. around in the neighborhood in the school district. It cannot mm. cross over into your family because mm. it will effectively draw demons mm. smell that blood and they will stay mm. with you. Uh, mm. uh, 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 not not that family. Uh, no, no, no. Mm. no. Mm. The bloodline has been drawn by faith, and you draw that line so strongly mm. by faith, and you stay in faith that even when any member of your household wants to go off, it, it will get drawn in because a mm. blood has been drawn that mm. is it cannot be it cannot be crossed. Mm. A bloodline has been drawn. If the mm. dog of an animal put on the doorpost was strong mm. enough to draw a mm. line. Around mm. the houses in Goshen that mm. plague of Egypt could not cross. How much more? Mm. When you learn to draw the line by the revelation of the blood of Jesus, you draw the line around your family. You just, uh, uh, no, 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 not in this family. This is not happening. It cannot happen. And you only need to say it once and it's like, forget it. It can't happen. It can happen. Pastor Jerry, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you, man of God. Thank you, man of God. We are sure you enjoy this podcast. You can also join Dr. K on Instagram at Dr. K Live every weekday at 7 a.m. CST.